ahead in our mornings together. Time as always is going in very, very quickly. And we're moving into what's a very important subject, hearing God's voice. But it's more than just simply an academic subject this morning because some of you over the years have become very familiar with God's voice. You identify when he's speaking to you strongly or subtly. There's a quality difference in how God speaks to a life at a number of levels. If you're really advanced, you can even tell when God is speaking to you through silence. There you go. There are long seasons in a life where God has emigrated and gone to New Zealand. And all you get is this silence. It's there day and night and night and day. Yet, if you have an ear that's been properly tuned to God, you hear what he's saying to you in the silence. And there's volumes of revelation comes through the silences of God. So, yes, at one level it's logical as we look at the written word of God. But in the practical, in the everyday experience of being practically prophetic, well, it can look like something entirely different. I said in the first session, it's so important that we are a hearing community. All the years I've been coming to Bethel, there's a sobriety over this house. In fact, you're quite a conservative people. You're not running into the ditch on the left-hand side of the road or the right-hand side of the road. You're not given over to exuberance. There's a sobriety and a conservative spirit about you as a congregation, yet deep intentionality, very deep focus, a people that live on the foundation. An ideal people to be a hearing community. Part of it is hearing God's voice in our circumstances. To be more sensitive as a prophetic people to the direction of God for ourselves and for others. A big part of being a prophetic person is living in deep sensitivity. When God made me, he gave me a very sensitive spirit, soul and body. It's been a great blessing in my life and at times a terrible curse in my life because when you're very sensitive, you can get hurt very easily. When you have illnesses or go through surgery, it can take a while to recover. But bottom line is, I'm known as a sensitive man across the body of Christ and there's nothing I can do about that other than ask God to at least help me have a thicker skin. A good combination is having the skin of a buffalo but the heart of a baby. That's a very good picture for you and I as a prophetic people. Lord, give us the hide of a buffalo but the heart of a baby. And that's a good combination. Prophetic people need to be like teddy bears on the inside. Not grizzly bears on the inside, but teddy bears. What a privilege to hear the voice of God. What a privilege to have a working knowledge of the Word of God. 
We so need to grow there. So we are dependent on the Lord and not other people. Some of the abuses of prophet and the first generation of the office of prophet being restored to the church was, as I've said, this vending machine mentality. And every prophet has experienced a bunch of people coming up before the service and after the service and a high demand that can suddenly escalate. God has given us the ability to hear his voice for him ourselves which means there's times God will not speak to you and I through a prophet or another prophetic voice. He may have decided that to move forward in our discipleship, he will speak to us through the scriptures. He will draw us to a passage of the scriptures and keep us there for six months where we begin to know that we know that we know that we know that God is speaking to us. So we're going to look at how people have spoken, how God has spoken to people in the scriptures, and then look at what it resembles in our lives this day. Moses spoke to God face to face. This is a powerful time in Moses' life, Ezekiel 33 verse 11, God spoke to Moses face to face. Moses spoke to God face to face. A very good Bible study is 1 Samuel 3 verse 1 all the way through to 10. This was a situation where Samuel grew to understand he was actually hearing God for himself. Beware of the all or nothing at all mentality. I'm either right into this or I don't want to know. Be willing to go on a learning cycle. Be willing to explore. Be willing to engage. Be willing to get it wrong along the way. Even hit a few brick walls. God had to teach Samuel how to hear from him and to alert Samuel to the fact he was actually hearing God for himself. We all need to know whether we're very young or very old or somewhere in between. That we are a people destined to hear the voice of God. It can take a long time to hear God's voice. It took Moses 80 years. How's that for a prophecy? You will hear the voice of God. Yay! But it will take you 80 years. Boo! <laughs> so there's a learning process where we need to take time to learn to hear God's voice. And why is it difficult to hear the voice of God? If we're comfortable in our lives, we're not hungry for God's voice. Many have a real problem believing in the supernatural. God is the Lord God of the supernatural. If we're looking for a miracle in our lives, we shouldn't look at the natural order. Part of our training as a prophetic people is beginning to see truth through the eyes of a spirit and hear the voice of God through the ears of a spirit. That's what gives us a place of living supernaturally. If you have financial needs in your life today, 
Believe in the Lord God of the supernatural. The bank manager can only go so far. Credit card companies can only go so far. But the Lord has limitless supplies. God could give you and I money right now that would make Bill Gates look like a pauper. And it wouldn't even be the loose change from God's God's pocket. I'm not sure I want a ton of money in my bank account. Because I'm sure it would be more of a burden than a blessing once it got to a certain level. I'm not even sure God could trust me to be a steward of billions and billions of dollars. Because I've never been tested at that level before. But nevertheless, God is a God of limitless supply. He is a God of the unlimited. And of course in this age, there are many voices competing for our attention daily. Goodness, if you watch television, you've got all that bizarre stuff on the satellite channels competing with rolling news on a 24-7 basis. No wonder the people in the world system are confused. No wonder they think life ultimately is absurd. There are many voices competing for our attention. The voice of circumstances, the voices in the workplace, the voices of the media. And yes, the enemy is always prowling around our lives like a lion whispering destructive lies. I can guarantee you this morning, if you're hurting emotionally, you will be believing a lie either about yourself or about a circumstance you've faced or another person or even another group. The enemy works very hard that when we are hurting emotionally to sneak a lie into the equation that we're not even aware of, but it perpetuates the suffering, it perpetuates the pain. So there are many competing voices. We must must push past them if we are to hear God's voice for ourselves. God is everywhere and can always hear us. That's a good place to begin a prophetic journey. God hears us this morning. When you prayed coming over here in the car, when you got out of bed and sat down at the foot of your bed with your Bible and prayed, God heard us. God heard you. But he's always speaking. God is always speaking. We will learn to hear the voice of God. Romans 10 verse 18. God's heart is to seek you and I out. That like Adam and Eve, we have regular places where God speaks to us. He isn't a divine mystery. Typically, God speaks to my life in familiar patterns. He loves to lead me into massive divine surprises. All I've done over the last 30 years was always a big divine surprise. God seems to love surprising me. Maybe it's a child in me. Maybe it's a father in God, a mixture of the two. But there's a pattern in terms of how God speaks to us and then his character working through all of the outcomes. God still speaks to you and I even when our ways are not pleasing to him. Religious guilt and condemnation, I believe, is the greatest battle in the body of Christ. 
I have been getting freed up from religious guilt and condemnation for 31 years. I knew great guilt and condemnation when I was an alcoholic, but that was of a more secular variety. Religious guilt and condemnation, when it can enter into the core of your mind, makes us depressed, oppressed and miserable. Even the rank sinner in the church will discover that God's heart is still to seek him or her out. How do we learn to hear from God? This sounds like an obvious question, but we do live in an age of great counterfeit. New Agers have something that resembles prophecy. I'd been around some New Agers and heard the revelation, and it sounds like prophecy, minus Jesus at the centre, minus redemption as a direct theme, and certainly the spirit by which they speak is kind of cringy, makes you antsy in the inside. But there's mediums, there's spiritualists out there, there's all kinds of, of supernatural phenomenon out there. For you and I, the quality difference is we are a people that hear from God. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. The only voice we want to hear is a voice that's released from the throne room of heaven. And enters into a spirit. It's an obvious statement to make. Is we must have a personal relationship with God himself. We need to nurture that relationship. An ongoing question in all of our lives is, how do I relate more accurately to God? It's not always about our verbal response. It's more like our inward response. We have a responsibility to discover where there's life in our lives. In any present season, how is God speaking to me? How is God reaching me? I've been finding in recent days, soaking music is a very powerful way that God ministers to my spirit. I feel very connected to God. I've noticed, having listened to probably about 20 hours of soaking music in the last week, there's a richness in my prayer life when I'm speaking to the Father. For others, it's a time to be in the Word. A word study, a chapter, a time, chapter at a time, even studying a book. There's so many ways we can fly with that. But it all needs to lead to relationship with Him. A heart of worship must be cultivated in our lives. Samuel, that we referenced earlier, was frequently in the sanctuary, serving and giving himself to worship. A worshipping heart is a hearing heart. And it's our initiative to cultivate this heart of worship. Jeremiah 29, 13-14 You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you. Hebrews 10, 22 let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of praise. So there's that sense of ongoing worship. I love kingdom language. I love 
the language of a Christ-centered kingdom focus because it takes us further and further away from the counterfeit that's out there. The counterfeit is all over St. Paul this afternoon and overground, very much overground. But we are people called to be authentic in Christ Jesus. People that carry the hallmarks of hearing from the Lord, processing what we hear and living in divine outcomes. We are a people called to live in divine outcomes. It's the working out of a faith that proves ultimately that the hand of God is upon us. It's divine outcomes in a life that silences even the greatest critics and cynics that try and slap us down and make all kinds of nasty statements about the fact we're crazy because we believe in that God stuff. However, when there's a procession year after year, decade after decade of divine outcomes in our lives, even the greatest cynic recognises the hand of God is truly upon our lives. We need to look in the right place. Samuel needed help in this area, so he went to Eli. Eli was a great help in assisting Samuel, hearing from the Lord. Once Samuel recognised who was speaking, he concentrated his attention on God and began to hear God. There was a sense of trial and error. Samuel got it badly wrong before he got it right. So we need to know a real freedom as a community here this morning that is more about going on the journey than high performance. And yes, we need to be willing servants. Samuel said, speak Lord, your servant is listening. God will only tell us what we can handle. He doesn't want to put a burden in our lives. And he will not give us any more revelation than what is needed. In fact, he may even wait until we have a servant heart before we hear his voice. We do live in an egocentric West where success is everything. And it's all about number one. Push everybody else out of the way as long as I is number one. Get what I want. The kingdom model is servant. Servant doesn't mean we are doormats. Servant means we serve God and we serve the body of Christ. Samuel prayed, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And the response is always as willing servants. A response is always a people that have a servant heart and are willing to do his bidding. I think the strongest word the Lord ever gave me was around 10 days before 9-11. And the Lord was even a little vague. He said a cataclysmic event is about to take place on the earth. So it was vague enough. But 10 days or so later, 9-11 hit. And of course I knew instantly what the Lord had said to me 10 or so days previously. I'm glad I didn't have any more information. If I had a full visual of that, 
Could you imagine the torment I would be living in today? What could I have done to have stopped that? And of course, if I did try and stop it, I'd have sounded like it was a crazy guy going up to New York police and saying, I have this vision, I have this vision. It would not have worked out very well for me at all. I might even be on Guantanamo Bay right now. But that's another story. That's another story. But the Lord will only give us what we can handle. He will not give you the Antichrist email address. <laughs> he will not give you the time, date uh, and weather conditions when Jesus returns. He will give you and I what we can handle. And generally what we need is affirmation. Hearing God's voice is a great place to be affirmed on a daily basis. How do we hear God speak? There are many ways God has spoken uh, to people in the Bible. But for you and I as biblicists, he speaks through his written word, the Bible. The Bible is always the main arena where God speaks. Second Peter 1 verse 19 to 21 reveals that scripture is the sure word of prophecy. Scripture is prophecy and more reliable than any prophecy that a prophet will bring to you. Scripture is a sure word of prophecy composed by men that were moved along by the Holy Spirit. We have that sure word of prophecy in Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Anytime somebody tells you something that is contrary to the Bible, well, they're not hearing God at all. They are not hearing from God. Amen. Pray a passage of Scripture will become illuminated to you. Ask God to camp you down in a book or a, or a chapter or a portion of Scripture and to breathe his spirit on it. That it's illuminated like it has never been illuminated before. And stay there as long as the Lord wants you to. Typically I find the Lord leads me to portions of scripture. And keeps me there for decades. I have been in John 14, 15 and 16 since 1988. That's when I heard the Lord say to me, study John 14. 15 and 16. Sometimes it's been very powerful. On other occasions, I've had more of a working relationship with the narrative, with the truths the Holy Spirit has taught me out of those three chapters of the Bible has been absolutely awesome. God speaks to us through our circumstances. All of us will have circumstances in our lives at this time part of our responsibility is to hear God speak through our circumstances that's sometimes difficult if we're in a season of pain and God is not saying what we want to hear in fact I've watched how the Lord has cut through swerves of hypersensitivity in my life through telling me things I don't want to hear it comes through circumstances we should be able to interpret the circumstances of the USA right now through the mind of God. There's lots of words abounding around America regarding God judging America, 
God doesn't have to judge a nation in the sense of destroying the nation. Sin destroys a nation. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. So for you and I as the people of God, we need to hear those faith words that God is speaking about the USA and then release them into the nation, that God can begin to push back the invasion of sin that has come into this awesome nation. God used the dying up, drying up of the brook to indicate to Elijah that it was time to move on. I've learned over the years when relationships begin to weaken and start to fade or my connection with the church begins to loosen and fade away or whenever there's a sense of things drying up in my life it's often a big divine signal to begin to move on. God will use changing circumstances to direct our paths and to speak to us. Then of course there's through direct divine revelation which includes prophecy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. This is very important. It helps us discern if we are hearing from God or another occult force trying to get our attention. A big part of hearing the voice of God is discerning the quality of voices around us, whether the words are coming from the world system, a flesh, another person's flesh, or a demonic entity. A great example of a demonic entity speaking through a person would be Adolf Hitler in Germany in the 1930s. Go on YouTube this afternoon and Google Adolf Hitler speeches and there you see an absolutely vulgar looking man experiencing what I believe was a principality speaking through him. So we have this gift of discerning of spirits that help us identify the true and always shut out the false. What tunes our hearts to hear his voice? Prayer is a great key to tuning our hearts to hear God's voice, fasting, worship, being continually filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is within our human spirit I'm working on a theology of the human spirit at the present time. But the Holy Spirit fills us from within. Yes, he can also alight on our lives. But something happens in the spirit where he fills us from within. Regularly speaking in tongues is a very powerful way of hearing God's voice. And always dealing with sin and confessing known sin in our lives. The greatest antidote we have for sin is a cross. So take your sin struggles, great and small, daily to the cross, nail them to the cross, and leave them there. You will find that if you try and pick them up later in the day, there'll be a, an alertness in your spirit that will say, oh, are you taking that off the cross again? Uh. That's holy living at its finest. That we don't float around a cloud on a cloud like ethereal beings playing a harp, 
singing, shine, Jesus, shine. But very, very real people dealing with gutsy issues in our life where the enemy is trying to ensnare us into sin attitudes and ultimately sin activities. So we ponder all of this. We wait on God instead of doing all the talking. We make ourselves useful to God and work in his field. I have been in full-time ministry off and on since 1986. I preached my first message in 1986 at an open-air meeting in Glasgow. The title of the message was, You Must Be Born Again, real originally. But you know what? God gave me truth. I would love to have... I would love to have a recording of that message just to see where I've gone in my journey. But serving the Lord is often the way where we put ourselves in a position where the Lord will speak to our lives, where he will speak directly to our lives. So when we make ourselves useful to God and work in his field, then there is a real sense of the Lord will speak to me. Psalm 25, 14 indicates the primary theme in fearing the Lord is to do what he tells us, which will open the way for us to hear more from him. Obedience is major. Obedience is a vital part of hearing God's voice. Many people, if they receive the new birth and then choose not to obey God, into their calling, into righteous living, will have a hope at the end of their lives that heaven is still going to be their eternal destiny. I hope that's the case for them, but disobedience is very, very serious in the kingdom of heaven. God works in our hearts over many years, so we are a people of obedience. Look historically at how the Lord has pressured you to obedience. He has absolutely insisted on obedience. It's a major part of hearing the voice of God. We need to learn how to take a prophetic stance. It's not something we glide into. We need to be intentional as we take a prophetic stance. Proverbs 8, 34 describes a prophetic stance. Picture someone standing in a doorway waiting for somebody else. It means we go to that doorway expecting to hear from God. When we go there, it is as though God comes to the door, sees us, and immediately begins to speak to us. So there is an intentionality at our end. And in that intentionality, we will discover that God is waiting and he is waiting to speak. Very quickly, there are some specific ways in the Bible that God spoke to his people. God spoke to Daniel in a vision. He spoke to Ananias in the book of Acts, also in a vision. Peter was praying on the rooftop when he fell under the influence of the Holy Spirit and began to receive communication from God. Peter went into a trance. It was like an open vision. 
It was going to change the course of fledgling Christianity and ultimately bring the gospel to Europe and beyond that, the new world, many, many uh, hundreds of years later. All this took place in a rooftop where Peter was located and received an open vision. Paul had a dream in the book of Acts where he saw a man from Macedonia saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. God spoke to Pharaoh in a dream and also to Pilate's wife just before the crucifixion. There is a revelation in the church right now of dreams, prophetic dreams. And I believe God does speak to many in dreams. He hasn't given me a lot of dreams over the years. I've asked him and they're few and far between. He gave me a powerful dream one year ago in New York in November 2013. I had major surgery in August 2012 and really was very aware of my mortality in the aftermath of that. I became a bit nervous about the dying process. What will it really look like? God gave me a dream in November 2013 in New York in full technicolor of what happens when they pass away. It's good. It's really good. Come back next week for the next message. God spoke to Moses in an audible voice as he moved closer to the burning bush in the desert. Then there's pictures in our mind. God uses natural pictures in our mind. He asked Jeremiah, what do you see? And of course we need God's help in understanding the pictures in our own mind. Jeremiah 1.33, the word of the Lord came to me again. What do you see? I see a boiling pot tilting away from the north. So there's this sense of ongoing interaction with God and dialogue with God. As we hear from God, we need, we really do need to hear God explain and develop what his communication is really all about. Impressions in a spirit are a vital part of hearing from God. When we first came to know Jesus, we had a very deep witness in a spirit. That's what made us evangelize. Everybody we came in contact with. That's what brought us such a joy of the Lord in our early days as believers. But the stronger our relationship with God is, the more likely we are to hear from him for ourselves. We need to also keep an attitude of humility to keep ourselves in the right place before him, realizing we're only messengers and not the authors of the message. Prophecy at its best takes us to a place of being the Lord's mailman, delivering mail for somebody. It means it doesn't have to be great and incredible. It's just whatever God chooses to give us for another person. No individual will ever, either, no individual will have a prophecy for another that will be the great and overarching prophecy for a person's life. God will always speak 
incrementally to you and I. And when God speaks, whether we like it or not, it's what we need at that moment in time. We can't really grade prophecy and say this one is absolutely incredible, this one is more routine. It's whatever the Lord has chosen to speak to us in any given season. Three practical things which will aid our hearing ability. Submit to God. Come under his authority, especially in the areas where there's a struggle. And only speak what he speaks to you. He doesn't need my assistance or your assistance. He only requires our cooperation. Resist the devil. The enemy always tries to get us to focus on him. If he can't get us directly, he will generate circumstances to distract our lives. And always make sure we're looking for God, not revelation. It might sound spiritual to pray, God, give me great revelation for this people. But it's actually quite carnal. But when we say, Lord, help me seek you for this people. Help me seek you for my life. Then it gives us a sense of completing a divine realignment in our lives. Asking God to calm all other voices. Goodness, we need to work hard at resisting the voice of the culture. I've been taking in the last month more practical steps of shutting down the voice of the culture, minimising the news coverage that I feed off. I want to keep up with the news. I want to keep up with major events. But I don't want to be saturated in a daily diet of hours and hours of bad news. Learn practical ways of shutting down the voice of the culture. And of course, it's always dangerous hearing the voice of friends and families telling you what they think. Never allow your ear to become a slop bucket. You really don't have to listen to someone's rantings and madness and toxic language and anger. Even a close friend, whilst we do want to be there for a season and help them work through the experience that's got them in such a negative, devastated place, even then, we need time out to refresh. Even then, we need to limit the ongoing flow of negativity and angry emotions coming into our lives. And then there's always our own voice. And sometimes our biggest problem is our own thought processes. My biggest problem is me. It's taken me a long time to get that. Now I think I've got it. If I allow my mind to run the show, it's like a firework factory in the inside. The discipline of the Holy Spirit and the decision to think righteously, the decision to believe God and the essence of his character, to believe God and the ongoing walk of obedience day by day, puts me into good mental shape, even in trying seasons. There's a knowledge of this season shall pass. This cycle will come to an end in our lives. So hearing God's voice isn't a single event. It can be a time of 
great prophetic encounter and impartation. But journal that which you believe God is speaking to you regularly. Rather than praying a generic prayer to meet a need you have in your life, ask God to give you his prayer. Craft a prayer that you believe the Lord has given you to deal with your financial situation or a set of relationships that are not going very well or if you're grieving this morning if you've come to an ending in your life where there's a lot of hurt and a lot of grieving ask God to craft you a prayer that will address the grieving season that you're in there's nothing more powerful than praying back the living word rather than our soulish gibberings journal the journey journal the illumination of the spirit speaking through the scriptures clarify your thinking scripturally in a day by day basis but typically God will speak to you in two ways two ways one will be impressions and a bubbling up on the inside that's how God speaks to me most of the time my sister way at the back when I was prophesying over you earlier today I think it was about 75% bubbling up impressions and about 25% pictures that's what God was giving me for you but for others you may be more visual it may be more or less pictures and nothing else for some, it may be a mixture of both, but usually a heavier weighting, either in bubbling up or pictures. That's where you get to know your God and get to know your own wiring. <coughs> in a few minutes, you're going to have an opportunity to receive the gift of prophecy. But before we go there, if you want to begin to hear God's voice for yourself, there's a simple exercise that I would love to lead you into. A very simple exercise. It's as simple as taking a photograph and a camera. Pre-digital. How many of you remember film? Remember back in the day? You loaded in a film. You pressed a shutter. You had a flash gun that went... Whoom. I'll do that again. Whoom. <laughs> that's what we're going to do prophetically in the next few minutes I'm going to pray Holy Spirit move he's within your spirit so I'm not calling the Holy Spirit down I'm not getting involved in charismatic jiggery pokery the Holy Spirit is very alive in your spirit if you think of the eyes of your spirit it's like the lens of a camera, old-fashioned camera, shutter opened, let in some light. The image went on the film, the shutter closed again very quickly, and the image that was captured on the film could be processed and developed, and you and I finally got a photograph. That's what I'm believing the Holy Spirit will do over the next few minutes. Think of the eyes of your spirit as the lens and think of the Holy Spirit pressing the shutter button on your spirit 
But the eyes of the lens of your spirit will open up. And then the Holy Spirit will release something once that shutter is opened for a nanosecond. And the eye of your spirit will close again and you will capture either a picture or a flow of some prophetic utterance, maybe a word, maybe a very strong impression. I have no control over that and I wouldn't want to have any control over it because I want it to be a work of the Holy Spirit in your life. So, as we move towards this part of the journey, let's get into an attitude of prayer. Let's close our eyes and adopt the heart attitude of a servant. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to move in our midst in the name of Jesus. Don't be passive, be active. Actively engage with this process. Actively engage with the exercise. And we are looking for divine outcomes. Holy Spirit, you're incredibly amazing. You convicted us. You gave us a revelation of righteousness. You warned us about judgment to come. But Holy Spirit, we bless you. That you're Lord. The Word of God describes you as Lord. We bless you, Holy Spirit. You're our helper. We bless you, Holy Spirit. We can see over many years how you have led us, even through very painful circumstances. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You have given to each of us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. We could thank you, Holy Spirit, for hours and hours and hours because of all that you have done. Now, Holy Spirit, we invite you to fill our hearts afresh. We invite you to dislodge the, the pain and toxicity of the week that we have worked through and to fill our hearts afresh and to take us to a moment of divine revelation. That you, Holy Spirit, would be beginning to put your finger on the shutter of our heart, that the eyes of our heart, the lens of our heart would open up and receive something that you would insert to our spirits. So Holy Spirit, we acknowledge that you are in control. We only want to be part of something that's an act of the Holy Spirit. And we bind all distracting voices. We bind all lies of the enemy. We break the power of religious guilt and religious condemnation. So Holy Spirit, right now, press the shutter of our hearts.
See the Holy Spirit pressing the shutter button in your heart. See the lens of your heart opening and closing. That split second between opening and closing. See the Holy Spirit impart an impression or a word or an image or a picture and observe the Holy Spirit making that alive, bringing that alive and beginning to speak to you now that even in the core of who you are within the awareness of who you are may that divine communication come alive and grow strong this divine communication is developing within you take hold of it identify the impression, watch where the impression is leading you. Look at the picture, look at the detail, look at how it makes you feel emotionally. Resist the temptation to think, this is only me. I had too much pizza last night, this is only me. Allow the Holy Spirit to nurture and develop that within you that he has birthed. It's continuing to grow. It's continuing to glow. You're hearing the voice of your Father. Oh, sons and daughters of the Most High God are hearing the voice of their Father. We bless you, Abba Father. We need you, Abba Father. When we see the vulnerabilities of our lives, we cry, Abba Father. When we see the vulnerabilities of the nations, we cry, Abba, Father. So continue to speak to us. Continue to speak to us. Continue to develop that which you have imparted to us this morning, Heavenly Father. We bless you in this moment of worship and adoration. We worship the triune gods, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we speak to the culture of St. Paul, that you have rejected the revelation, and God became man. Father, through our ability to hear your voice, May we restore to the culture that basic truth that 
you became man in Christ Jesus and that the cultural values of St. Paul would be restored to kingdom values for your glory. In this nurturing moment, Father God, we're so aware of your presence. We're so aware of your divine revelation growing within us. So help us now, Father God. Help us now in these moments.
Everyone should be prayed for and pray for others. Listen first and then pray and prophesy. If you're like, I don't feel like I'm getting anything, then just begin to thank God for the other person. Begin to pray over the other person. A prayer of blessing. I find that many times that's when it starts coming out. So just go ahead and do that. Everyone gets prayed for. Uh, and we all get a chance to listen together. This might be stretching for you. I encourage you to just jump in. If it's going to be easier with somebody you already know, stay with them. But otherwise, take that baby step and go with somebody that you didn't come with. Alright, so we're going to do this for as long as it takes for everyone in your group of three to be prayed for. If you go bigger, then this is going to take a lot longer. We want to then open it up after this for more prayer and more prophetic ministry up front. Alright? So go to groups of three, find three people total, and let's begin to share what God is saying. Alan's going to pray a ceiling prayer, affirming what God has been doing, praying for his ongoing work and expansion of this prophetic work in our lives. I'm going to ask Alan to go ahead and pray. We'll wrap this time up together. If you have some more sharing to do, you're welcome to do that. We'll go out there and we'll eat together as well. Thank you, Sam. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to seal this thing together, to seal the work of grace in our hearts, and to move forward deeper in our prophetic journey. May you be so marked by God speaking to you and God speaking through you. That you will be in a hearing relationship with the Lord from this moment on, way into eternity. We will still hear from God in eternity. Let's just say the logistics will be somewhat different. There are people designed by God to hear from Him and change the world around us. Because one word can change the future of the USA forever. So the currency is very rich and deep. It's sourced in the heart of a father. So let's ask our father to seal the work he has done in our lives this very day. Father, we bless you for this time together. We bless you for your truth and for the impartation of truth through the preaching and teaching of the Word of God this morning. But we also thank you, Father God, for this opportunity to hear your voice, to move into impartation one with another. And you know, Father, what has been said to so many. Father, in this gathering, you know what has flowed from one life to another life. Thank you, Father, as we were hearing the gentle buzz of communication from the front of the church. We were also so conscious of your presence. We want to thank you that, Lord, you truly are in the midst of your people. Now, Father, seal, seal everything communicated to our lives in the name of Jesus. May that be a part of our spirit. May it grow. May it develop. May it take us into deeper relationship with you. Because I ask it 
In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.